What is up, my collective friends? I hope you guys are doing very well. I hope you're enjoying the, well, for me, it's coming up fall season. Um, The desert is, you know, as usual, slowly behind the rest of the Northern Hemisphere. So anyways, this is a very impromptu episode. I wasn't even going to record. I'm actually on vacation right now. So I wasn't even going to record. I wasn't even going to have an episode come out this week. But I keep seeing this um, quote, message on my social media. And I really, I read it every time. And it's the same thing. It says the same thing every time. But I always, it always like strikes a nerve in me every time I see it. And it's always women who post it. But it says, never tell a little girl that when a boy is mean or rude to her, it's because he has a crush on her. Don't teach her that abuse is a sign of love. Now... That's a very loaded statement. Um, I agree with part of it. I disagree with some of it. And I thought that it would make a really good podcast episode episode about self-love. Because it's talked about in this trend type of way, which I really, it's gross. And side note, this is what happens in the yoga world. Um, I've been a yoga teacher for... I don't know, most of my life. And I've seen a lot of this happen in the yoga world where people would just do yoga to say that they did yoga, which, guys, um, that's a whole part of that fake it till you make it type of thing. And, you know, if you stick to it and you're consistent and it, and it, it, it makes you healthy, like mentally and physically, I guess I'm never going to promote fake it till you make it. But I see it a lot with these quote-unquote trends in life. You know, the get your shit together trend, the that girl trend, the, you know, glow up trend, all these things. Not saying that they're all necessarily necessarily negative because a lot of people are benefiting from this and they are elevating their lives and their health. So, fine. If you follow a trend and it elevates you, great. But what I see a lot more of is these trends fading out and people moving to the next thing, right? And really, they're not focusing uh, mostly on the bigger picture. Why are you doing this in the first place? So that brings me back to this whole, you know, boys, when we're kids, are mean to us, girls, when they have a crush on us. And yes, it happens. It happens. Here's the thing. I have a little boy. I never told my little boy or taught my little boy to, well, he's not a little boy anymore, but I never taught him when he was a little kid to push a girl if he likes them, to slap, you know, to be mean to her, to pull her hair. I've never, ever, ever taught him that. And he's never done that, okay? And I guarantee you there's a lot of other moms and dads out there who never taught their little boys to do this, and they do it on the playground, right? It's probably because it's been shown to them by somewhere else. Where does it start, though? And we really have to watch what we're saying, words like abuse, when we're talking about little kids. Because little kids do not know what they are not taught, right? So my kid, I had, you know, I have a son. I have my, He's my only kid. And when he was a little boy, he did experience, he'd seeing abuse, um, not physical abuse, 
mental abuse and emotional abuse and verbal abuse. Um, not every day, obviously. This was very sporadic throughout his life. But he did witness it. He did see it. I don't know how much of it he grasped. Because as I've seen him grow up and I've taken him out of environments that, you know, led to abuse in any shape or form, um, he's not been around it. He's not been around it for most of his life. There was just a short period of when me and his dad were still together where he saw things like this. But I have to be very careful when I say the word abuse because in my, what I experienced with his dad was not necessarily abuse because that's a very strong word and I would never accuse his dad of abusing me in any way. But there, it was very unhealthy and it wasn't just from him to me, it was from me to him as, as well. But we were both very unhealthy. People were both very young when we had my son. But... The thing is, even though my son witnessed these things or was maybe a part of it, it was somewhere in his mind and he saw things and heard things. He was still very young when it happened. And I never seen him act out or react to people in this way. Girls he liked, friends, even enemies, bullies. I never seen him act in what the South, people in the South always call an ugly way. I've never seen this from him. So the reason that I think a lot of people say, you know, don't, don't show a little girl that this is okay, right? Of course it's not okay. Abuse in any sense of the world word is never okay. But when we're talking about little kids, and especially right now in this day and age, little kids are being preyed upon. I don't give a shit if you agree with me or not. They are. They're, be a, they're being preyed upon by what they watch, by what they play with, by what they listen to. And it's really fucking scary. It's really scary. Back when my kid was little, he's 16 now. And back when he was a little kid, I wasn't so worried about him watching Disney movies or the Disney Channel. I know there are a lot of disgusting things about Disney in general. We're not going to get into that. But... Me, as a mom, I wasn't ever worried about him watching television. I really wasn't that worried about it. Now, mind you, there were disgusting things on television when I was a kid, okay? So, it's been around forever. But the thing is, they are trying to implant and coerce and manipulate young minds. And it absolutely starts at home. But the thing is... This is a taught behavior, right? Now, I don't think that every scenario... Because back when I was a little kid, I actually did have... I don't know if you call it a boyfriend when you're in first grade. I don't think so. But I had this boy when I was in first grade. And I'll never forget this. And I don't have a lot of memories from my childhood that I remember vaguely or, or vividly like this. But this one in, this one is one that sticks out for me. And this was a little boy, and I even remember what he looks like, guys. He was like, he had like dark hair, he had freckles. Um, very cute little boy, as you know, I can remember. I don't know, I'm an adult now, I don't really look at little boys that way. But you know what I mean. Like, very cute little boy. I didn't really know what having a crush was when I was in first grade. But this little boy definitely had a crush on me. And it was Valentine's Day at school in our class. And he, you know, everybody would tape a, God, this like ages me. Everybody would tape a 
bag that they decorated to their desk and you would drop the Valentines in it. And I remember this year it was um, particularly like a lot of, I, I didn't have a lot of girls in my class. Um, it's odd. Now that I look back at my life, I was around boys a lot. Um, I was raised by my father. I grew up with my boy cousins, always playing with them and just had a lot of guy friends growing up. You know, I never sought this out. It just happened. It's just how my life kind of unfolded, but it's just, it's strange. It's why I think I get along better with men than I do with women sometimes. Um, and I am kind of like masculine in the sense of like my music choices and you know I don't really like I don't resonate with makeup and being really girly I mean I do have my moments where I want to be really girly I love skincare like I love my skin anyway I'm going on a tangent let's get back so during this Valentine's Day in my first grade class this little boy he like, I remember seeing him just sit at his desk and not give up and give out his Valentine's. And he had Valentine's. We all had to do it. And I remember when we were all done, like, he made, like, a spectacle of himself. Like, he got up and he, he dumped all of his Valentine's into my bag. And then he slapped the bag off of my desk, like, knocked it off of my desk. And I, and I, can't, I can't for the life of me think of his name, but I remember thinking, like, like, he made me cry. Like, he upset me, and he was being very mean. And I remember the teacher, like, keeping us after school and, like, explaining what happened to my dad. And the little boy's mom was there, I think. But he said that he just was mad that all these boys were giving me Valentine's. So... It was a jealous, it was an act of jealousy, right? So, and to be that young, first graders, right? To be that young and to, to know what jealousy is, it's crazy. But that's why I always say kids are much more aware of adult things than you would think. And they hear things, they hear a lot more than you think they hear, and they understand so much. But it's interesting because he he hurt my feelings, and little did I know that I would live a long life of this um, from the guys that I've been with um, kind of treating me the same way as that little boy. And that was like my first interaction with a boy who had a crush on me, you know, like, and I'm sure there's been like other things like when I was like in second grade and third grade, but I don't really remember. Um, but I can remember like growing up and starting to like boys and how I would always get treated this same way. Like, it would always be, like, an act of jealousy um, before they would really talk to me or or engage with me. And, or if they did engage with me, there was always, like, this jealousy around it. And then I, re I realized when I started getting older, when I was in my teenage years and in my early 20s, I was very jealous because I thought that is what boys wanted because that's kind of how they treated me and then it would always backfire on me because it was just so vibrational and I think jealousy can be healthy also but I don't want to make this whole podcast episode about jealousy I really want to make it a around how to raise a little girl now mind you I'm not raising a little girl but I was a little girl so I do have some experience in this 
And I pretty much raised myself. I mean, my mother wasn't around and my, not because she left me. She, if you guys ever listen to my podcast, you will know my mom suffers from a mental illness. So it was against her will not to be around. Um, but my dad raised me. My dad worked a lot. I was a lot, I was alone a lot, um, at home, you know, had a lot of friends, but always kind of took care of myself. And I think as I got older and I was also very spoiled too. My father like spoiled the crap out of me financially. Um, I had everything and then some, if I wanted something, I got it. Didn't matter what it was. And I definitely brought that into my adult years for sure. But I don't know. I, I would, this type of abuse that we talk about, you know, like I experienced that throughout my whole dating life. I experienced it in, in not an abusive way because that's a very strong word, but in a, I, I always seem to choose men who don't know how to express their feelings. And what does that say? That says that I, there's some level of me that can't express my feelings either. And that's exactly what happens with little boys on a playground. They do not know how to express their feelings or their emotions. And a lot of times, everyone associates love and jealousy. They're like hand in hand a lot of times. And, you know, they. I feel like a lot of people realize they're in love when they think about their person being with someone else. And it's like, it like sends shockwaves through their body. And they're like, oh my God, I cannot even fathom my person being with someone else. So let me read this thing to you again. It says, never tell a little girl that when a boy is mean or rude to her, it is because he has a crush on her. Don't teach her that abuse is a sign of love. Absolutely not. That last part, don't teach her that abuse is a sign of love. And that goes for little boys too. Um, there are women out there who are very abusive. And I think we, we solely focus on, you know, little girls get abused, girls get abused, men treat women like shit. Women treat men like shit too. This is a human problem. This isn't a sex problem. Yes, it is at a bigger percentage with the male population than it is with the female population, but it definitely happens. I have been that person. Um, I don't know if I've necessarily been abusive, but I have definitely not been a great girlfriend. I've definitely not been uh, equal partner in some relationships that I've had and I've not been nice. Um, but where does it always stem from? It always stems from something. People are not born mean. People are not born ugly. People are not, and I mean ugly as in their behavior. People are not born disrespecting or knowing even what that is. This is all taught behavior. And it always stems from what? From your parental guidance. People that are guiding you through your formative years. So the years where you're a sponge and you suck up everything. So mothers of sons, fathers of sons, mothers of daughters, fathers of daughters. You only can authentically teach and guide someone by living it. That's the only way that you can authentically and genuinely parent is by showing it. So one of the things that I tell myself, this actually just happened yesterday. 
I tell my son, because my son's sensitive. He's a sensitive boy. And I don't ever want him to think that that's not okay to be sensitive because God knows the world could use more sensitive men. But there is a limit to how sensitive I think a human should be. I don't even feel like this is male, female. I feel like a lot of us humans in general have become very sensitive, overtly sensitive. You know, we we can't handle anything anymore. We get upset at the, the smallest things. And that causes a lot of abuse. It causes people, you bring people into who that are going to abuse you. And you are abusing also. When you're manipulating people, when you're crying, when you're acting out, when you're too sensitive about things, that is manipulation, which is a form of abuse. So... Yes, I tell my son that it's okay to be sensitive. I do tell him he's got to toughen up sometimes too. He can't take everything in this life personal. And I'll tell you the scenario um, of what happened that kind of made him feel this way. He never gets in trouble. And when I mean never, it is like rare, maybe twice a year I have to discipline him really. He's like such a good kid. Um, But... It was a little it was a little thing, but he had to be disciplined. I told him that we were leaving for the gym in an hour, okay? Which turned into like an hour and 30 minutes. But I when I was when we were ready to go or when I thought we were ready to go, I was like, "You ready to go, son?" And he hasn't charged he hadn't charged his phone. So his phone was going to die. And when we go to the gym, you know, we listen to music, he listens to YouTube videos on the treadmill and his phone wasn't ready. And the reason his phone wasn't ready is because instead of charging his phone for that hour, 30, 40 minutes, he decided he wasn't going to do that and he was just going to continue to watch YouTube. So it was the lack of respect for other people's time. It was the the laziness that he was showing. It was the, you know, I'm like self-absorbed. My mom will wait for me to charge my phone. Like he just wasn't thinking about anybody by himself in that moment. And I... I got on to him. I had to discipline him for that. And my son, being as sensitive as he is, he carried that with him throughout the day. Um, I didn't know that it was still bothering him when we came back from the gym. Because I, you know, I don't want him to be stuck on things. And little, and I kept asking him, are you okay? Because I know my son. Okay, I'm with my son 24-7. And I know when something is bothering him. So I asked him again when we got home. I was like, are you okay? Like, what's going on? And he he told me. It was still bothering him that he shouldn't have done that. You know, like, he should have charged his phone. You know, it's a silly little thing, and he should have done better. But he beats himself up so bad for disappointing or for not doing something that he thinks he's supposed to do. And I told I was like, son, you cannot hang on to these things. You have to be able to move on. This is something that took me so long to learn when it came into love relationships. Because going back to this statement here, you know, never tell a little girl that when a boy is mean to her, that means he has a crush on her. I I couldn't let things go. When men or boys were mean to me or didn't treat me right or, you know, and it was active jealousy or whatever it was, I hung on to it. I hung on to it. And I would beat myself up. What did I do wrong? What did I say wrong? Did I, was I not pretty enough? Was I not good enough? Right? And 
I cannot stress this enough. I've probably mentioned this at least once every single episode, how important confidence is to a human. Male, female, doesn't matter. It is so important because if if my son in that moment was confident, one, he probably wouldn't have done that. He probably would have charged his phone or at least put it on the charger while he was watching YouTube because he knew we were going to the gym and, you know. But two, he wouldn't have let it stick with him that he disappointed me or that he didn't do something that he wasn't, that he was supposed to do, right? But that lack of that confidence. Confidence, guys, it can't be taught. You can't parent confidence. You can show it, though. You can show confidence. That's why I say lead by example. And if you're around a bunch of people who are not confident, who lack self-esteem, who are low vibrational, who, you know, aren't going out and doing things for themselves or taking care of themselves physically, mentally, then you are going to soak all that in. You're going to represent what you're around. It's kind of like, um, you know, kind of like when you hang out with somebody, you start to pick up words that they say. I remember my ex says a word, or maybe he doesn't anymore, but he used to say word all the time, like, you know, are we, um, let's go to, I don't know, let's go to get tacos, right? And he'd say word, right? And I started to do that a lot. I started to do that a lot, even though, um, it's so funny. And then I dated this other guy. I just have to tell this stupid story. I dated this other guy and I, I said, I, you know, I said word all the time and he would say it and we were together for a while. And then he tried to say that, he came up with it first. And I was like, bro, <laughs> no, you didn't. You did not give me that. I've been saying that forever. So it's just funny. It's just so funny when we when we hang out with someone for a long period of time, we start to use their mat. We start to use their words, their language. We start to um, take on their mannerisms. And so if you're around a bunch of people who speak negatively about themselves, about others, you are going to soak that in and you're going to feel very tired too. This is something that I notice a lot of, um, when I was being negative, I felt tired all the time because I feel like it exerts a lot more energy to be unhappy. It exert it exerts a lot more energy to be sad. It, you know, you tend to exhaust yourself with these emotions and that is something that is making us very sensitive beings we are always talking and focusing on our emotions and our emotions definitely do have their time in the in the spotlight but it doesn't it shouldn't be I should say all the time we have to have that balance I say this all the time too on this podcast too there is balance that a human needs and there is confidence that a human needs And the rest kind of works itself out. When we're balanced, when we're living our lives in a balanced way, where we, whether that's food, right? We're having a balanced diet. Whether that's exercise, we're having balanced um, activity, right? Physical activity. But it's mostly mental. It's mostly mental balance. And confidence is, guess what? Mental. There is no confidence that you can wear. Yes, there are clothes that can make you feel confident, but you take those off eventually, right? So the the confidence is going to come from what you are thinking, okay? And your thinking is going to be brought on a lot by what you're around, what you're listening to. 
And look, this is a realistic podcast. I might change the name to it, to the realistic podcast, because I just talk about this so much. There is going to be days when this is not easy. There's going to be days when you are not confident, right? But you have to be aware of that. You have to be aware of that. And going back to the male-female scenario, okay? And I'm not talking about little kids because little kids, they only understand so much. They haven't lived enough life. So you could sit there and you could read all these books and you could do all these activities and you can have all these conversations with your kid. But they're not going to comprehend but maybe 25% of what you're saying. And that's a high percentage. So sometimes I see a lot of parents these days, these um, millennial parents, I see them bombarding their kids with all this stuff to do. And, you know, just like everybody else, I read the comments and I do see some comments of moms who or moms and dads, actually, who don't have time to do all these activities or who aren't home as much. or And they're starting to feel like crap about their parenting. And, you know, I'm not doing enough. And that is a serious no-no. Um, don't ever feel like you're not doing enough. And if you, if you, maybe you are, maybe you're not doing enough. Look at what you can do more of, okay? Don't beat yourself up if you are doing everything you can. I mean, I know for me, when my son was little, I had to work. I was a stay-at-home mom for a while, but then I had to go back to work. And there were so many times when I felt like I wasn't doing enough. Shit, there's times now when I feel like I'm not doing enough. But there's only so much that I can do for where he's at. He's 16. I, you know, like I can't baby him and I don't want to and I shouldn't. Um, and I have to now, I have to pre- really prepare him for the world and what's to come because he's going to be an adult soon. Before I know it, I'm going to blink and he is going to be older. And, you know, and I just told him this yesterday too. I'm like, be a kid right now. You're still a kid. And sometimes kids need their mom. And that's okay. It doesn't make him, you know, I told him, I said, it doesn't make you weak. And if tonight you need your mom, fine. And we did. We hung out. We had such a good time. We watched great movies. And that's what he needed. It's what I needed too. But I don't want him to worry about stuff that hasn't happened yet for him. You know, we can prepare. We can do all these things. But really, I have to show him. I have to show him. That's the point of this whole episode is that I have to show him what it's like to be human and to get through life. And that life is going to fucking suck sometimes. It's going to suck sometimes. And that is real. That's real. And if I were to only show him the good parts and only show him happiness and never cry in front of him, never get angry, never... He's going to think that that's how every human being that he's going to interact with, that's how he thinks that they're going to be with him. And it's just absolutely not true. And I don't ever want him to have a false perception of life. Ever. So what I was saying about the activity thing, let me go back to that because I know I just kind of veered off to somewhere else. We cannot soak up every 
second of their day. And we shouldn't do that. We have to let them make decisions too. And going this, this in this balance and this confidence. If you have everything planned out for them every single day, how are they ever going to make decisions on their own? Yeah, you can give them options, but that's not the same thing. You have to let, some days, you have to just let it go. You have to just let it go. Let it go, let it flow. You know, let the kid kind of do what they want, and you do shit you have to do. One thing I specifically remember when my son was four years old, he was a nightmare, okay? He turned five, and then he was an angel. But before he turned five, he was a little shit, okay? He was a little shit. And I remember one time he was reading his book, and he was getting, like, sleepy, right? He kept reading the book, and he was getting sleepy, but he was getting so mad that he was getting sleepy. And I told him, I was like, do you want to come sit up here with Mommy and watch a show? And I don't remember what some kid show that we were watching, but he, yes, but he wanted to bring his book with him. So I was like, okay, he brought his book with him, and he was getting upset because he was overstimulated, and this happened two days before that. I remember this so vividly because it's kind of like the turning point when I thought maybe he was on the spectrum. But I was no way was I going to admit that. And honestly, I didn't even come to terms with it until he was like seven. So, um, or it might have been eight or nine. But anyway, I remember specifically seeing him getting overwhelmed. And it, I said it happened two days before that. There was a lot going on in the house and... He was trying to focus, and he couldn't focus. And now, mind you, yes, this is specifically because he's on the spectrum, but I kind of feel like this is all kids. I feel like all children get overstimulated, and that is a problem. That is a problem, and I feel like it. it, it is a very hard thing for them to do to contain that overwhelmness and the emotions and it doesn't always help just to talk about it. I feel like I do this I still do this with my son, but I did this with him when he was like really little. He probably was like three. And when he would have tantrums, sometimes it wouldn't work because, you know, the tantrum was just gonna happen. It didn't matter what mom was doing. But we just breathe, you know? And this is something that I learned through years and years and years of yoga and meditation, but I knew that it worked and I had no idea what I was doing as a mom, but I was like, I might as well try. And like I said, it didn't always work because he was a toddler and he just wasn't trying to breathe with me. You know, he was like, no, screw you. I'm pissed off. But when it would work, it would work so profoundly that I would see him, his shoulders would relax he would just come, his whole like being would just calm down. And sometimes we do need that. But your kids need to also self soothe. I don't, I know that a lot of gentle parents out there are going to disagree with this, and I really don't give a shit. I, you know, if you're gentle parenting, you probably don't listen to my podcast. But self soothing is going to come up later in life. And I'm sorry, but I see a lot of adults out there who could have used that way of parenting when they were a kid because they don't know how to deal with anything on their own. 
And I don't mean self-soothing as you just let the kid cry and you never help them and you never comfort them. I'm not saying that. And I swear to God, if a gentle parent comments on this and says anything to me about that, I'm going to freak out. Now, I'm not probably not even going to respond to you. I'm probably just going to delete your comment because I don't respond to negativity like that. But there is such a need right now for self-soothing in adults. It's so needed. I see it everywhere. There's there's adults in this world who cannot even spend five minutes without being on their phone. I see it in waiting rooms. I see it at restaurants. I see it everywhere. I see it at the gym. I was literally on a workout machine yesterday and I just happened to look over and this guy stopped. Every time he stops on the machine, which is common... He looks at his phone and he scrolls and I'm like, wow, like you, you just can't put the phone down. And yes, I bring my phone to the gym too, but it's just for music or podcast listening. I don't watch anything unless I'm on the treadmill and I watch maybe like a television episode or something, you know, like, but that's it. I do not scroll at the gym. And I know, I know what everyone's going to say. I come from a different generation. I get it. But this is a part of this self soothing. It's like. Every second of someone's day has to be filled up with an activity. It's crazy to me. And I feel like that's why we can't deal with anything. I feel like that's why we need therapy, right? Not to say that talking about your issues doesn't help. Because it absolutely does. But. But. You know, I feel like this is. It's gotten to be too much. I know I'm kind of went off topic here, but trust me, I'm going to circle back. Again, that whole statement that I seen about, you know, never teach a little girl that this is, you know, abuse and love are the same thing. I understand that. But we also have to teach our little girls to be confident. And when... uh they start dating and they start seeing this type of behavior from a boy that they have to understand that one, this little boy is not vindictive. He's not malicious. He's just a human, right? In most cases. Okay. Yes, there are really shitty people out there, but in most cases when a guy treats a girl badly, it's mostly has to do with where they're at. You know, it has really nothing to do with the girl. It has mostly to do with where the guy is at. And it has everything to do with the girl, too. If the girl cannot stick up for herself in any shape, way, or form because she is just taught to be girl and be fragile and, you know, whatever. And then there's this whole other side where it's like you can only be a strong woman. That's insane to me. Again, the balance. We have to teach our little girls that they have to be confident. We have to show it, though, because we cannot parent it. We have to show it. That is how we teach Okay, my years and years and years of of coaching fitness and teaching fitness, I have to be the example. Okay, I have to be the example. And specifically in yoga teacher, in a yoga teaching, I have to use my words to the best of my teaching ability. Because in yoga, you don't always have the ability to look up at the instructor. So I have to really use my communication skills and what I've learned 
to show them. Okay, so it's a it's a lot of verbal, and that is a way you can show confidence too. It can be verbal. It doesn't have to just be in the way that you walk or in the way that you dress. It can absolutely be verbal too. But the thing is, there is an overstimulation of things. These trends that I was talking about earlier in the episode, how yes, the glow up and the get your shit together and all this stuff is great. It's great. But why are you doing it? Really, why are you doing it? Are you doing it because your favorite Instagrammer is doing it? Your favorite YouTuber is doing it? Are you doing it because it's going to help you and what you need? That's another thing. Do we need this? Where are you at in your life? Because everybody's on a different path and journey. You can resonate with other people online, but really is it what you need? And are you going to stay consistent to it? That would be like the third thing that I feel like human beings need. One is balance. Two is confidence. And three, right? There is this There is this thing that I always tell myself. I always tell myself that whatever's going on around me, it may not be what I need, right? Whatever I'm hearing, whatever I'm listening to is not where I'm at in life, right? Going through this journey, I'm I'm doing what I'm doing and I know me. And if you know yourself, you're going to know what you need and your needs change, okay? And you also can't be clung on to your needs either because things change. You have to be able to go with it. I... I oftentimes think about life as one of those kitchen doors that swing, but they always stay closed. They always go back to closed, right? But they swing open, and you never know if you're going to hit somebody when you come out. You never know if you're going to get hit before you go in. So it's a luck of the draw sometimes. It's a spin of the wheel. There's a song I heard a few years ago that... I was listening actually to someone sing this song. I'd never heard this song before. And and it talks about a wheel, you know. Um, sometimes if you don't play, you might never win, right? Or you don't know what will happen. And sometimes in life, you have to spin the wheel and it lands on something and you have to go with it. You You don't get another spin, right? And I think about that all the time now. Ever since I heard that song, I think about it all the time now. And I'll link the song below in the description of this episode. But it's a cheesy love song, guys. It's, it's a sweet... I shouldn't say cheesy. It's a sweet love song, but it's a love song. Uh, but it that, that specific lyric is very interesting to me in all areas of life, not just love. But, you know, sometimes you don't get another shot... And sometimes you don't know to say no. Sometimes you take a chance and that is just what's meant for you. So there's there's this whole thing about regret, you know. Um, I'm just this whole, like I said, this is a very impromptu episode. Didn't even think I was going to record this week or post this week. But these are just all these things that are on my mind. I just think that sometimes we focus so much on what's going on around us. And we get influenced. Very easily we get influenced. Just today, I was influenced by all this damn skincare. 
Um, and I'm very excited about it. <laughs> um, but it's just, it's improving myself. I'm investing in my health and I, I never, that's priceless to me. I will spend a fortune on my health. Um, because I want to spend as many days in this life feeling as good as I possibly can. And that's where my confidence comes from too. It, the years and years I spent abusing myself, I guess if you want to use that word, it's very strong or having people in my life who quote unquote abused me in some way. I probably should not say abuse because I know some people are going to get very triggered by that word, but it was toxic behavior. It was very toxic behavior. And I still do it sometimes. Because we are flawed. We're flawed. That little boy that pushed that little girl down at the the playground because he likes her. He's comes from flawed human beings. He's being raised by flawed human beings who default to negative. And it's not because they want to. It's because it's how human beings are. And maybe it's because the first human beings had to ward off, you know, getting killed by a saber-toothed tiger. I don't know where it stems from. But it doesn't matter because the past is the past. But the thing is, that little boy may grow up to be the sweetest guy of all time. You know, don't ever underestimate the little boy who pushed the girl down. He might become the biggest gentleman that you've ever seen. So don't teach little girls that 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 abuse is love. Absolutely. But also don't teach little girls that that little boy is awful. Teach that little girl that, you know what? That little boy may like you, but he just does not know how to express his emotions. And you need to tell him that it's not okay to physically hurt somebody. Right? Tell them, no, you don't do that to me. And then when she grows up, put her in martial arts. Just saying. (laughs) I'm being very serious when I say that. I'm not even joking. I will forever die on the hill of martial arts benefits humans. Because it does. And one of the major things that it benefits in humans is one of those main things that I said that we need is confidence. So... I am going to jump off my soapbox and enjoy the rest of my vacation. I hope that if you were on vacation, you are enjoying it. And I know that sometimes I ramble on this podcast, but I swear it makes sense in my head. So if it comes out and it doesn't make sense to you, please, feedback is a gift. I love hearing from you guys all the time. Even in person, because it is a trip to know that I have interacted with some of you in person. And it just, oh, it makes my heart grow three times as big. So, I am sending you guys so much love and light. And until next time, ciao.